0: Welcome into another episode of the Union Soccer Podcast. You can find this wherever you find your podcast, Google Play Store, uh, Spotify, Apple, wherever you find your podcast, you can find it, and you can find the Union Soccer Podcast. Co-hosting with me is Joe Tanzi. You can follow at jtanzi90. He is the star of the show. You can check out the Union Soccer blog, unionsoccerblog.substack.com. And my name is John Jansen. You can follow me at jjansen 34 and League's Cup, it's here. It's it's we're in the middle of it. And it's something, Joe. That's uh that's not what I'll give you right now. That's what I'll I'll give you, and you can riff on it, but it is something. It's something, it's boring, it's it's boring. It's boring, man. It is boring. So look, I I it- haven't even cared. Look, I've kept up with the union matches. I've obviously like was keeping my eye on them and seeing what was happening but at the end of the day I was not caring at all no I don't care and
1: it's tough because it's like you're winning games and trophies matter like at the end of the day if if the union come away from from this game with or from this tournament, So Joe with you're right trophies trophy-
0: matter but I guess what try and sell me on does this trophy matter like that's what I, this specific one Trophies do. Supporters Shield mattered right. to me. I love the Supporters Shield. That was great. Um, you know, other things. You know, Opens Cup, Champions League. I don't. It's, it's all established stuff that really? has their place in in something. Leagues right. Cup. I don't know what place it has and what what I should hold the trophy to.
1: And I don't think anybody's going to know that for a few years with the way they they've tried yeah. this. And I, and look, I think here's the and I, I wrote about this yesterday and. I think the reason why it's so boring and, and unoriginal to us is because look at the look at the bracket. So they've regionalized this thing West, Central, East, and South. And because of the way results went in the other three, the other three East groups, the union are playing DC United on Thursday. They play the winner of a, a Hudson River Derby, uh, most likely Monday, not officially confirmed, but that's the date we're hearing. Uh, that's if they beat DC. And then New England's in that bracket. And then on top of that, it's Korataro, who they just thumped at home in the League's Cup group stage. And Atlas, who they beat in the CONCACAF Champions League earlier this year. The only team that they haven't played competitively in the last 12 months or ever, in this case, is Pumas. And who knows if they're going to come out of that that part of the bracket. So...
0: It ends up just being boring. The bracket is boring.
1: So if you look at, at it the union since 2021 if they if they end up playing the New York winner and potentially the revs when they're playing upwards of 30 games against those four teams DC both New York teams and New England since 2021 now remember they regionalized the MLS schedule in, in 21 so that's a little bit of a caveat to it but you're still you were still scheduled to play these teams twice each in the MLS regular season. So like, where's the originality with this competition? Because I've seen DC before. I've seen both New York teams. I've seen the revs and even the Mexican teams we've seen. Now the flip side of that is the union earned this, right? Because they were second place in the supporter shield. And because of how this draw worked out um, with the group stage, they were the highest seed of the MLS team because LAFC went right into the knockout round. So it's a it's a blessing and a curse, right? Because the blessing is they're playing the, these at least on paper easy matchups, but the curse is there's nothing new to it. Um, there's really nothing exciting, you know. It's not not the West bracket where you have LAFC, Monterey, Tigres, um, Club America could play Cincinnati or Nashville in the round of sixteen. Like Monterey could play Tigres in the round of sixteen. Those are championship level matches, and I'm sure. League-wide, that's where the League's Cup excitement really sticks. But at least in our Philadelphia bubble, it's like how do you convince somebody that a a Thursday night game against D.C. in another competition that they don't know about?
0: Exactly, and even casually, it was even hard to convince people how. Like, I I feel like when I remember when the Union won the Supporters' Shield, we kind of had to talk it up a little bit. I mean, when we were, you know, mm-hmm. the radio partners of the union, we were like, hey, this is a big deal. Like, this is something that's that's great. Obviously, MLS Cup, that's the big one. You know, that's the one that's easy to sell. That's the championship. But, like, even casual union fans, it's, like, trying to make a big deal of, yes, this trophy matters. Now you're throwing in this crazy trophy, this tournament out of nowhere. And as you, you're just saying, like, a Thursday randomly against DC United. And, like, where where's the... Oh yeah. But it's for league cup. It's for this trophy. You know, it's, it's just a really, it's a hard sell, man. It's a hard sell. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I,
1: it's so hard to, to describe this to everyone because it's like, it, it's a different concept too, right? Cause you're coming out of the regular season for an entire month and you're expecting people to just jump on this competition immediately and say, okay, I'm going to generate excitement and, and, uh, I get where the excitement is. There's been some crazy matches like the union Tijuana game was insane. And there's been some other matches, you know, in, in other parts of the United States that have been crazy, but it's still a hard sell. Like it, it's so hard to describe. I mean, I was just out with my in-laws for dinner and my brother in laws like, uh, cause we were talking about betting a, a few of the games over the last few days he's like, what exactly is League's Cup? And it was just so hard for me to just be like with in like one simple sentence describe it. Like, well, it's it's the, the MLS and League MX teams all bundled together in, in one tournament. They stopped the regular season for it, but the union are playing a bunch of MLS teams in the knockout round. So it's like it, it's such a uh, Uh, it's a a little bit of a messy and complicated concept for us to enjoy. And then on the outside is like, well, how many outside people really give a damn about Lee's cup? The only, the the only notable moment, like also, there's a women's world cup going on too, which is,
0: does not help.
1: It does not help. But when you also have the Lionel Messi and it's just, it's only about Messi and his moment and no one cares what competition it is. I mean, like the night he made his debut, Everybody's like, "Oh, he's making his MLS debut." Well, technically, not really. Like that's how little Weeks Cup is is known in our, in our little sports lexicon. Look, it's 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 a, It's a good idea, but when you're looking at the knockout bracket, and and I'm saying this from the, the Union's perspective mostly because the luck of the draw just sucks. Like it's DC United and then the two New York teams, and it could be the Revs. There are, there are way more exciting matchups in other parts of the bracket. Like like I said, getting T-Grace against Monterey, potentially getting LAFC, a rematch against Lyon, um, getting uh, Club America against Cincinnati or Nashville in the round of 16. Those are really exciting. But then there's also, by my count here, there's five all MLS matchups in the round of 32. We gotta figure out a way for that to not happen. Like that's my biggest issue. If you're gonna make this about MLS versus League MX, you have to make it truly that way.
0: <laughs> have Liga MX teams take on MLS teams. How about that?
1: And and I get it, like the, the structure of it isn't great. There's five all MLS matchups and there's one all Liga MX matchup, which just happens to be Pumas against Coratoro in the union side of the bracket. There's only one um, MLS versus League MX matchup in that entire quarter, which just blows uh, in terms of just, like, buzz and and hype and whatever. But do we really need a round of 32? No. Like, I I feel like that's where this whole thing has gotten just way too congested, way too confusing. Like, we're we're just shoving matches for inventory on, on Apple TV. Like, that's what it feels like. And, I don't know, it's hard for me to generate all this buzz and tell you to be excited about the Union in League's Cup when what's the one question we've all gotten since, I don't know, the the start of the competition? When would they play Messi? That's all everyone cares about because it's new. It's exciting. It's different. It's a challenge. And, by the way, that would happen in the semifinals if, if Miami gets through uh, what they're calling the South region, which is going to be interesting to navigate because they play Orlando. Okay, you know, they're a, a step above Atlanta. So we'll see how he, he deals with an actual competent team. Then he's got to make the trip to to FC Dallas. That's assuming Dallas beats uh, Mazatlan in, in their round of 32 game. Then he's got to come back home, play potentially Pachuca. I would I would assume is the strongest team in that bracket, and then travel up to, to Chester all in the span of thirteen days. <laughs> I mean, that's a new challenge when you're traveling across the U.S. It's different when you're you're going across Europe uh, and playing you know Champions League game midweek uh, with Liga or La Liga games on the other side of them. So that part is going to be fascinating because are they just going to wear everybody into the ground and, and try and win this trophy and the Open Cup and and the sitters' proof of success, they absolutely could do that. Um, but that's the question I get is when would they play Messi, not, oh, when? when's the next league's cup match? We're talking about three matches. There's still three matches um, from the time the union start on Thursday, this knockout round, to the, the spot when they would play Messi. Um, and that, that's not even guaranteed, right? So it's kind of just like, well, it, the carrots being dangled in front of us, but we don't even know if it's going to be there because everybody's just assuming Miami. And, and this is a, kind of a good segue. Miami is the, the betting favorite <laughs> to win leagues cup,
0: which is that's just wild. Insane. That's wild. Like it's,
1: it's almost like the, the bookmakers have read social media and said, and just every bad take about MLS on social media. And this is what they've. Well, I they've think, yeah, I to. think it's
0: more reflective on how betters are going to bet it. They're just going to bet Miami no matter what. Which is
1: fair. Um, but you're not getting a ton of value at, at plus 600 as you would.
0: Yep. Uh, but sports at, seat as sports book seat as people don't care. Right. Exactly. You know, value doesn't matter to them. Messi does. And right. betting Messi matters more.
1: Which is crazy because now if you're a union fan and you think they're going to go all the way, they're what, plus 1200 um, and arguably the strongest team in the bottom half of the bracket um because you you can poke holes in in inter miami i don't think charlotte's that strong like and and none of the you know the big three of mexican teams monterey uh tigres and um america are all on the other side of the bracket they all play they are going to have to play each other which can be awesome for us to watch um but that's another benefit of the union getting the weak bracket if you you want to look at it in a positive regard Yes, you're going to have to play D.C. for the the 1,000th millionth time, it feels like. Yes, you're going to have to play the, the Red Bulls or NYC again. Uh, they're, they have to play again, which kind of, to me, devalues the point of a, a rivalry game. And then, you know, the Revs are hanging in there. And oh, by the way, out of nowhere, Bruce Arena got put on administrative leave today. Like, what the hell is that all about? Um, yeah,
0: I saw that.
1: And so now,
0: maybe the, he really is the most punchable face in MLS. Who knows,
1: dude? I, I don't know. That was just very random, and there's no information <laughs> on it. I know. It's like, it's like, what? Like, somebody tell me what happened? Like, at least with the DC suspensions, we knew Taxi Fantas is a is a certified grenade a hole and a uh, not great person. Like, at least we already knew that from last year. Um, so it wasn't a surprise when his name was attached to that all time news dump by DC the night of Messi's it's take amazing. You. That was. Kudos to DC. That was an incredible Friday news dump. Uh, Great job. Great job. Just to bury it under uh, Messi, which ended up giving them more attention because they're like, oh, what's DC trying to to sneak in here? Uh, Just don't be racist. It's not that hard, not that Um, hard, but some people fail to grasp that concept. And it's uh, it's very simple. Just don't be don't be racist. I mean, they have, they have to, like, they have, small rant, they have to have this um, announcement before each of these games because of the, the, the you-know-what chant. Like, haven't, haven't we, obviously we haven't, but, like, it just feels so simple to just be like, okay, we'll, we'll just do that, we just won't do that, and we'll do everything else. We can say whatever, but just don't say the bad stuff. It just feels like that concept we can't we can't grasp, which is kind of sad. And we have to do that, but um, yeah, it's just I, this this part of the bracket just looks awful. It does. It does. And, it, like, and like, if it was if it was a different Mexican team, I think I'd at least have like intrigue with it. But the Union just beat Atlas. They just sold their their top striker to America, so. Even the, the guy who we, we were told Quinones, as the, the big threat uh, to this for this Atlas team, he's gone. Um, we just saw Corretero, they can beat them, which by the way, I, I wasn't at the, the match on on Sunday, but I would have loved to hear someone in the, the thickest Philly accent say Quaretero.
0: <laughs> you wouldn't have gotten me to say it. No, exactly. no way I can do that. But then,
1: but then think someone with like the, the biggest, thickest Philadelphia accent trying to say it. And I may not be saying it completely right, but at least I can, I can kind of nah, do like yeah, yeah, you, you got it close enough. But I, I would, I would have
0: loved to. I could have definitely said "gazdag, gazdag, gazdag." I could have done that. <laughs> uh, yeah, still, everybody's like, that's lot, my yeah. favorite thing. It's like Messi scores a couple goals and like does well against the worst defense in MLS and you know Daniel Gazdag uh, against this team in Liga MX has a has a hat trick and Messi only had a brace and he was like oh Messi's gonna destroy MLS it's like okay yeah and we know he's quality and good but like yeah stuff stuff happens in MLS like the union have Gazdag but scoring hat tricks like it's a,
1: it also has to be ported out in for fairness sake here. Um Daniel like when Gozdig, the union was scored Gozdig. seven
0: goals against everybody last right. year, what was everybody saying to that?
1: Uh, no, they were they they were getting more attention. But I would have to say that um, Daniel Gozdag did score against two of the weaker Mexican teams. Like just
0: just for fairness'
1: sake, just for fairness' sake, what he did was so awesome the weakest team in League attention.
0: MX, the weakest defense in MLS. Right, it's I'm just all, saying. all like, sounds fair.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> sounds like fair ground to me.
1: But I, I did have fun with it. Like, I, I can't not. Like if Oh, I had of like, so much
0: fun with that. Yeah. I do, Oh, my God. I had so much fun with it. Here,
1: here's, here's my thing with the, with the Messi thing. It's awesome. I'm, never, I'm not going to say it's not. But it is kind of funny that, like, national pundits, whatever you want to call them, are just, like, in a way, like, carrying water for the league and for Messi and are like, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened, blah, 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 blah. And, and look, it, it may end up being... That stepping point for American soccer. But when you... And maybe I have a different view of it because of, of where we are in Philadelphia. But Messi, no doubt, is going to make an impact on MLS. I'm not arguing that point. But to say he's going to be this transcendent figure and all of, all of um, America and MLS is going to care about his every move, maybe. But like, when MLS is on Apple TV and you're given the option to your traditional, say, for, for like the, the people you're trying to convert into soccer fans, they are not willingly going to go to Apple TV and say, I'm going to watch Messi for 90 minutes. They're just not. Now, maybe if, if it was Champions League and it was on, like, big CBS and middle of the afternoon, they're more inclined to it because it's, it's in a different window. But when it's up against, say, like the Phillies or any type of Major League Baseball, or maybe you know when we get into the fall with the football, the, the national conversation is going to shift in those sports directions. That's how it works. Messi's still going to get on Sports Center. He's still going to trend on Twitter, and people are still going to have their really awful takes about how bad MLS is and, and how he's making everyone in MLS like a fool. But it's not going to resonate in the northeast as much as it will say in the south or in miami or where there's more of a a soccer culture more of a hispanic dominated culture where soccer is everything um and where Messi is a god like it's it's different because of different parts of the states Messi is still amazing he's going to do great things for mls But he's not gonna all of a sudden change every person every person's opinion on MLS and make them watch every single MLS game. As long as everybody's okay with that and understands like, okay, that's just the the place in the world where MLS is, then it's great. But I think it's a little sometimes hyperbole or as people like over maybe exaggerate a little more of like what he's going to do. And maybe I'm downplaying it. Maybe I'm kind of poo-pooing it, uh, maybe a little too much, or maybe it's kind of like in in the middle thing. But knowing from what I've seen and experienced here, it, yes, if you were to come to Chester Stadium, sells out. But after that, you're not gonna. You know, people are gonna show up for one game, and they're not automatically gonna go sign up for MLS season pass. They might. No. But it's, it's totally, it's not guaranteed. So there will be an uptick, I get that, from the, the hardcore soccer fans. I just don't think the the four for four, the people you're trying to really draw into MLS and, and make them fans of not only MLS but of the sport of soccer, I don't think they're going to be drawn in, at least in this area, as much as people may think. And that's not a bad thing. That's like the reality, and and I've learned throughout this, you know, being on the on the union beat for a while is you don't have to to shove soccer in people's faces anymore. Like people are, and maybe this has changed because the union have actually won, and people are more um, are more right a winner and this, more willing to, to
0: check out something that's like, hey, what's that noise over there? Right, you know what's do, happening?
1: And because every time ta- every time I talk about the union. When I'm out, they're like, oh, I would love to go to a game, the environment. like, Yeah, certainly. There is a lot. No, I even
0: hear that, too. Right. Of Like, there's, there's there's an interest. Like, there's an intrigue of right. like, oh, I keep hearing about that thing uh, in the distance. And I'm interested, you know, what it's right. what it's saying, what I can see. I'm
1: interested when I, I want to be interested in it, which yeah, is fair. exactly. Like, I, I think I've stopped a long time ago thinking that, like, oh, well, the Inquirer should have, like, two columnists down here in the summer and, and making sure they cover it like a, it's a big deal. It's just not going to happen. Um, and and stuff like that, where um, radio stations just aren't going to care, that's okay. Um, But what we've created so much, especially in the last five years, with the union and the success they've had, um, I think that speaks to just how many soccer fans there are in Philadelphia, how many passionate fans there are here, and how many, like, even if the the top media outlets aren't going to pay attention to you on a, on a consistent basis and and talk about you say like in, in other markets you still have your group you still have everyone around you to to have those conversations about the union and you don't have to be like well the union are good please talk about them Messi's here please talk like why aren't you talking about and like kind of talk down like people people like what they like I think I've learned that a lot more. I'm sure if you go back and there were probably tweets from years ago about me being like, uh, kind of being like snippy and be like, hey, why don't you pay more attention to this? I've, my stance has kind of changed on that as I've kind of experienced it all where um, if people don't care about Messi coming to MLS, they're not going to care and it is what it is.
0: Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. Like we want this Messi thing to obviously boost MLS and all that, but, you know, the people that are you – know, when Messi scores a goal saying, oh, look, MLS is just going to be, you know, um, stomping rounds for Messi and MLS stinks and look how bad it is. Those people are never going to watch it anyway. There was never
1: – I'll give you a perfect example outside of Messi, Wrexham. Yeah. Because the Wrexham dialogue has gotten really toxic. And at first I was like, oh, this is like – so I personally have not watched the Welcome to Rex. I also haven't watched Ted Lasso. I'm not going to, but I'm not doing it out of choice. I just like, if you want full I disclosure, don't care. like I watch a ton of baseball. Um, I'm a Braves fan. We're really good. So I, I do watch a lot of,
0: okay, well we don't I need can, to talk about that. You I can like, about that. <laughs> I can tolerate watching
1: 162 game season, but also like if I'm watching something like you should see that the Netflix queue, we're watching like, is it cake or like the great British bake or like something mindless. Like we don't, when when me and my wife watch stuff, we watch something that like, we don't think. Like it's just all, it's really all just like cooking competition ships. <laughs> if we're being totally honest. So it's not like I'm purposely going out of my, my way to say, I'm not watching Wrexham, I'm not watching Ted Lasso. It's more of just like, I, I don't want to think. And when I do, I'm watching like a series every, I don't know, once every few months. But the Rexing thing is, is interesting because out of the clouds, the guy from World Soccer Talk was like trying to like poo-poo MLS and it's like uh, I guess it was close to what a close to a sellout. I don't have the exact numbers on the friendly against union 2, which unfortunately uh, you know the weather kind of played a role in that as well. But he was like, Oh, this is more than most regular union regular season games over the past few years and everybody rightfully so dunked on him. Like, it doesn't have to be, well, Wrexham won this game. It's an indictment on MLS. By the way, they, they drew with Philadelphia Union 2. Is that an indictment on Wrexham? I didn't see anybody, <laughs> like... like
0: <laughs> Union 2 draws, that's all I'm hearing.
1: Yeah, so it's like, it's... I well, do like... It's only More Union
0: 2 games on at Subaru <laughs> Park. The
1: net, the, the narrative and the hate is only there when it's like convenient for everybody.
0: Yeah. Uh, so to put a bow, because we're talking about Leagues Cup, sort of, uh, but to put a bow what, on that, would for me... Rex,
1: how far would Rexham go in Leagues Cup? <laughs> Come on, to revisit the, that amazing athletic article a Come few man. months ago.
0: Um, so Leagues <laughs> Cup to me, I don't know how you feel about like the placing of leagues cup. But I know for me watching the union, you know, finally it was all league play. It it was such a focus on league play after the open cup, after the champions league that I was very excited. Like, Hey, a lot of League play time, like really getting into the season. Dude, we were every single week, talking about standings, movement, Eastern, that one uh, game day, we did the the Twitter spaces and we're mm-hmm. talking about, you know, what could the the union do here? You know, as all these Eastern conference teams at the top are playing each other, you know, there's, there could be so much movement and it was great. And now all of a sudden it just feels like a sudden halt on the season. And now we got to wait till August 20th to, for the to talk about the next union game in MLS. Like it's, it's such a, it was such a bad time to do it. Oh, I guess you know. Th- this feels like such a bad time to do it in the MLS season. I don't know how they can change it. They're probably going to keep it this way. But I don't know about you, Joe. It's just to me that was that was such a sudden halt that really kind of took the, the wind out of the sails of the Leaks.
1: So I'll be honest with you, and this is a union only kind of take because of the uniqueness of the season. It it, it just feels like the fatigue of games, right? They just played game thirty-two. A normal regular MLS regular season is, what, 34 games? Yeah. And it was funny because – Yeah,
0: the union especially, yeah, it feels, right, uh, feels like the longest effing season they've ever had, much like, it least, has been.
1: At least LAFC got that break because they, they yep. won MLS Cup. They got the break into the round of 32. So they had that time to refresh. But for this team, it's just been like – and there's a reason why Jim Curtin smartly did this. He sent them on vacation. You know, I don't know if you guys noticed, like players' Instagram stories, but like the second they beat Cordero, they're like, "Okay, weekend off. Everybody go relax, spend time with your families. We're not going to like we don't have to hop a plane to Minnesota in two days." Um, and the good news for the Union is all their games are home throughout the the semifinal. And then if if LAFC loses at any point, which is likely, the Union would host the final if they make it. Which then I think they'd have to reschedule the FC Dallas game because the finals in the 19th and the Dallas games on the 20th. I, I think by simple logic that would have to be erased, but we'll uh, cross that bridge and we have to get to it. But this is,
0: it's fatigue. It really is. It's, I think that's a better way to put it. Yeah. I don't know. I just felt it finally felt like, Hey, we're in a rhythm now with MLS. You know, there were so many games that are third to the union that like, we're throwing more games on top of this. The season feels like it's going to be even longer um, yeah, it's it's to me fatigue. And just like I, I felt like they, there was finally a rhythm to the season. Right. And now there's not now that it's just it's the whole mm-hmm. thing's completely thrown off again.
1: It's something completely different that you have to have a different mindset for. It's all knockout play. It's it's a completely different change in, in mindset. And I think also. So I'll use the inter Miami example, too, uh, in this in this one, too, because. I think it's important for a team like Miami who doesn't have a a storied history for them to have a chance with this messy arrival to win not only league's cup, but also to win, um, to win the open cup trophies matter. So for them to have that chance right away, of course they're going to have more excitement for it. And of course they're going to throw everything towards it because this means something. They haven't had a chance to play in a competition like this um, again or against any foreign opposition. Whereas the union they've done it twice in three years now. So it, it makes it, it's almost like a, we've been there, done that type thing. So the excitement is a little less. Also, it just happened in uh, earlier in the season with champions league. So like it, I think from different perspectives, it's it it really changes on what your your league's cup uh, buzz is like. If you're a team like say the the Houston Dynamo, you get to play Mexican teams. You get more um, teams, uh, sorry, more fans in the stands. Uh, you have a chance to win something meaningful when you haven't been good for the last few years. Like the Chicago Fire gets played Club America. As much as they may not be able to to win that game, that's still something tangible you can can go after. You know, and, and you can go across with some of these teams that haven't been as fortunate as the Union to reach the coca Champions League. But I think that it, that's a real thing where uh, Champions, the, just fatigue of games, but then also like if the Union hadn't been in Champions League the last, or even this year, maybe it's a different approach because, oh, we get to go and, and test ourselves against the best of the best, and the Union have already done that in two of the last three years. So I think that part of that has to play within as well. And I get it. And it's hard to also strum up excitement for um, a Thursday night match. And then most likely a Monday night match where those don't happen usually either. So it's, it's hard, man. It really is. Um, Maybe if they had something like the LAFC bracket where Leon and and Monterey and and Tigre, are there. Like it's different because those are the some of the titans of the region. Um, and maybe that's why Leagues Cup as a whole gets more – will get more buzz. But, I mean, here, like, it's, it's four MLS teams battling for one spot in the quarters. Uh, we've seen that so many times. Like I said, it would be yeah. – by the end of the season, it will be upwards of
0: 30 games against D.C., both number no. York teams and New England. Okay. That's even – I even have fatigue talking about this right, right. now. So, uh, Joe, I'm even going to skip the Leagues Cup game coming up. Thursday. I don't feel like talking about that. Uh, we're too far away from <laughs> even talking about like league play because uh, the union don't get started again until Sunday, August 20th. So instead, I'll just ask you uh, obviously, some moves made uh, in the transfer market. Perea going to NYCFC. Look, I know uh, he seems to be a favorite for union fans, and I've that kind of stunned me when he got sent to NYCFC and there was a lot of union fans on Twitter that were like, Oh, I'm going to miss him. And like all this stuff. And I went, well, he was doing nothing. So, right. So I I think, I think, I mean good for him because he's probably going to get some playing time in New York. He wasn't getting it here.
1: Right. Um, I think with that, it's, that one's a fascinating case because, because, because he came in with this price tag, with you know he's young, it's it's a promising move within MLS that they made, uh, and you're thinking, okay, the union are, are doing something progressive in the transfer market. Everything seems to be going in the right direction, um, and then he just he just doesn't play, um, and then everybody's like, well, why he why is he not playing? You know, looking looking into it for like these reasons. Oh my God, why is he not not playing? It's very simple why he's not playing. Like his his defensive qualities are not up to the standard of the Philadelphia Union. That's what it is. There's no real kind of secrets about it. Um, If you were to ask, maybe maybe more off the record than than on, but um, Jim Curtin has hinted at it at points in the season during press conferences that. he needs to improve his defensive ability to be, to be more. and to he he just didn't and, and it also coincides with the development of, of jesus bueno which came out of nowhere everyone is i think kind of still stunned that he he has made such an incremental jump in his his play um which is awesome <laughs> i mean that's that's what you want you know jim has been asked about 15 bajillion times i feel like he gets asked like. The same five questions, in like in like a two week <laughs> span, about like rotation and development, and so I, we've heard this answer so much about Bueno, and, and maybe Jim's not given like as much um, into it, but it, he he's been he's basically said Bueno came in preseason, worked his tail off, incredibly fit, and has just taken the, the the leap from there. Has been patient with the plan. The playing time now is getting more rewarded for it, and it does leave Pereira on the outside looking in. So I don't think you have to look into any like ulterior motives or anything like that. I think it's just straight up his defensive qualities were not up to snuff, up to snuff with the Union standard, um, and he found his way further down the depth chart. Whether you want to agree with that or not, I mean that's up to you. But that's that's the reason. It's not, you know, it's not anything Sounds else. Sounds pretty simple. Yeah, like it's, it is is very simple. Um, so if you're the union, you look at that and say, okay, well, we got, I think it's 300K back in allocation money. Um, and I love also how even the smallest of moves turn into like, well, Ernst is playing like four-dimensional chess and, and trying to do something further down the line. I think in this case, they're just trying to be like, okay, well, we spent so much allocation money trying to get him Uh, from Orlando that they're recouping some of their losses also giving a a player a chance to play more and then say look 2024 preseason you can either come back here and compete or because of your loan spell at NYCFC gain more interest throughout the league and and maybe they sell him or trade him which is basically selling him um to use a, a world soccer term, um, it's very possible. Yep, yeah, that's 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 it. I mean, there's no other reason um, out there. I know some people were were looking for the the reasons. No, it's just defensive qualities just weren't there, at, or up to the union standards, and that's why he's not on the roster for the rest of the season. Just it.
0: Yep, pretty simple. Uh, but the union got their next twenty-five to thirty goals per season score, right? unofficially unofficially that's right Unofficially. unofficially sorry
1: we're not supposed to say that on the record or ask Jim Curtin any of these questions yet
0: sorry unofficially Uh, (laughs) unofficially they're 25 to 30 goal per (laughs) season
1: so this is this is going to be interesting so Ty Baribo um is Is the greatest
0: thing the union ever have gotten is like this is the greatest (laughs) move they've ever done tell Um, me now Joe I need answers now who is this guy
1: I'm still trying to figure out um
0: What's it, it's fun. it? It really is like times ten when the MLB trade deadline happens, and you see a bunch of names mm-hmm. that go by of minor league players and prospects, right? And you just go, "Sure, that those that guy's vibe seems good. I like this. That'll work." He- he, he's the son
1: of a, of a former big leaguer. He's got to be good.
0: Right, exactly. Like, stuff like that. Or sure. he's like
1: he's like Baseball America's number, like, two prospect in the exactly. organization. But, yeah. like, their
0: number two prospect in the organization could be, like, the 200th best prospect in baseball. <laughs> but you just never know.
1: Ain't that the truth? Ain't that the truth? Um, look, it fits the profile, all joking aside, of Nerds Tanner signing, which is why I think <laughs> Which is why I think we're all excited about it, right? Because absolutely, he's, he's 25. He's broken in with the Israeli national team. Uh, Double-digit goals at Wolfsburger in Austria uh, two seasons in a row. A league that Ernst has plenty of experience with um, from his time in Europe. So all of those things, uh, if you put anything you know about Ernst Tanner and his scouting with the, with the Philadelphia Union, you know this seems like a, a pretty successful move because... Is, has done something like this in the past, and he profiles similarly to Mikel Ua at the stage in his career when he came over, double-digit goals, two straight years at Brundy some European experience, some international experience, um, is a, a long-term answer at, at the striker position. Um, I will say, yeah, it, it was he better be. Has, it was, production has dropped off this season. I think that's a you know it's a concern to an extent because. Gazdag and Carranza are still playing incredibly well, but yes, you would like to score more consistently. But I think this one is an eye in the future type thing if you're the union. So I would assume it gets, it gets announced probably tomorrow, maybe Thursday. Like I would assume next 48 hours. I don't know, but he did post a farewell on his Instagram to Wolfsberger and their fans. So I'm That's a a pretty decent clue that the medicals went well. Um, I Just the union have to submit all the paperwork and get it officially announced. And also I think this is important to remember the team was off after Wednesday's game. So everything could be done and signed by say Wednesday or Thursday of last week. But the majority of the team had off up until Monday. Uh, They just give the team a break, so then that just doesn't mean the first team players, that means some of the, the backroom staff as well. So in the, the preparation for a signing, everything goes in behind it, behind the scenes. The, the social media stuff, the welcome interview, welcome photos, all that kind of stuff could be happening this week, and that's why it's, it's a land official announcement. There's nothing to do with um, the union running into any, um, any shortcomings in the deal process. I think it just has to do with uh, with that, it's, it's been a really busy season for them. So, yeah, uh, it's interesting. I think it projects long-term um, with Julian Carranza potentially leaving in the in the off season. I don't think he's on his way out um, in the summer. If you would, I, I would think a team already would have already come in for him, uh, given the, the nature of, of where we're at with the European preseasons. But, yeah, this feels like a, a, an insurance option for 2023. But as he's acclimating to the league, as he's acclimating to the which we know team. that can take a while. Right. So you'd rather get this signing done now. Yep. If he's if if him and Ua are gonna be your your striker tandem in twenty twenty four, better to get him in now and acclimate instead of waiting until January, February. And who knows, he would have I think he's was at the end of his contract, too? So who knows? If he if he has a good season in Austria, maybe he's not available for the Union. The other teams, that's, that's Don't a possibility that. as well.
0: Let me get excited about this guy, Joe. Unofficially, let me get excited about this guy. <laughs> Sorry. I gotta keep remembering that. <laughs> so overall, good, good signing. Like, it seems all things like earth signing, you know, nothing earth shattering, but makes right. a lot of sense. Could, you know, work out well, uh, but... It's not like it hurts them bringing this guy in at all.
1: No, absolutely not. It's, if anything it, it's, it makes it uh, potentially better.
0: Exactly. So all things good to go. Uh, I guess we'll end it there. We don't do you, I mean do you want to break down union's game against DC United this week? Do you care?
1: I mean uh, I care. I'm gonna be there. Um, but it, it's nothing new. Yeah, I mean, we you know the scouting report on DC at this point, and if uh, if the the matchup is is Benteke versus the um, the two center backs, they did lose Lewis O'Brien back on um, his his loan ended, so I think they're still trying to replace him or have, and and uh, just recently did that. But other than that, I mean, it's just I don't know. It, it it's it's DC United. It's not like they've drastically changed. Um, in the last, what, two months since we saw them last. Um, and, and that's what makes it a little bit hard to, to strum up all the excitement for is, well, they were just here and the union beat them. Oh, no, that was a draw, actually, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but the union beat them a lot and, and badly recently. Um, I think they have an unbeaten run against the majority of these teams in the East. I know NYC it's five games. So, yeah, it's... It, it's expected that they win. I will. I will say that for sure.
0: They better win, right? It's DC United. They stink. They stink, Joe. I don't know if they um, stink. Okay.
1: I'll give them some. They don't stink.
0: Anymore. I'm not Wayne, gonna like. Okay, fine. They don't stink. They're just bad. Wayne this Wayne, is a very I leagues cup podcast, it. by the way. This felt like a leagues cup break podcast. I don't know. I don't know how I put that. Like how how I can put that more into description. But we just recorded a Leash Cup podcast. That's what it felt like.
1: Well, we can I just thought of the title on on, on the top of my head. So I can either save that for you to, to see later or Oh
0: I cannot wait.
1: I can I can tell you now. It sounds like you wanna the suspense is gonna kill you, so
0: Yeah, the suspense is going to kill me. Um, but everyone who did listen, thanks for listening. I hope you're enjoying the Leaks Cup break and As, watching. I, I Cup hope players. you're enjoying Leaks Cup better than we are. I hope so. You're probably not though. So thanks for tuning into to something more interesting in the Union Soccer Podcast. Thanks for tuning
1: uh, into tuning in to Statler and Waldorf Talk Leaks. <laughs>
0: You can follow Joe at jtansy90 on Twitter. You can also check out the blog, unionsoccerblog.sushtag.com. My name is John Jansen. Follow me at Jake jjansen34. Check out the podcast anywhere you can find your podcast. I'm tired of saying where you can find your podcast because you probably already know where you can find them. Joe, uh, what do we got coming up on the blog?
1: Uh, we'll, we'll save the, the big one until that's confirmed, but there is uh, plenty of stuff coming down the pipe on top of uh, – normal breakdowns and stuff like that uh we'll be down in chester tomorrow doing all the uh the pre-match fun stuff with jim Curtin um and, and a few players and uh maybe something with jesus bueno and, and maybe maybe there'll be a conversation with ernst tanner hopefully in the the next week or two where we do our little what do we call it the, the mid-year check-in with uh, yeah. the union sporting director um, like a proper mid-year,
0: report. what? Where are we at? I don't, I don't know. know. Leaks cup is thrown everything. Out. I have no idea where we're at. In this season.
1: We're definitely past mid-year. I do know
0: that. What do we call this? Because like we would call this post All-Star break in Major League Baseball terms, but then here comes Leaks cup. Every post Leaks cup break is that what we call that part of the season? <laughs> <laughs> Did I just break your brain?
1: Look, I think I've been up since six a.m doing women's world cup stuff. I think you just put my brain into a pretzel uh and it's not going to get untied. So thank you.
0: Yeah, I can't wait for uh, the Union po- post leagues cup part of the season for the Union. Uh, I can't Joe- wait for,
1: I can't wait for the post leagues cup pre <laughs> pre-playoff push. Three game set of the season,
0: but it's still post All Star break part of the season, and it's That's definitely,
1: all. but it's definitely past halfway. Halfway was like June. Yeah, it's it's a long season. We told you it was gonna be a long season. No one, no one, no one said it wasn't going to be a long season, oh, and you can dude. very much tell. We are, in, you can tell we've covered thirty two games already this season. Oh.
0: All right. Well, that is it for the Union Soccer Pod. Again, check us out wherever you find your podcast. We'll be back next time, right here on the Union Soccer Podcast.